Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? I'm Fatima from Afghanistan. This is my first Christmas here. I'm coming from a Muslim country. Christmas is people singing, carol singing, people sharing gifts, kindness, love. Although there is snow, there is a warmth inside every people's house. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hey, welcome back to another episode in our Christmas countdown series. I am super excited because today we are going to be looking at the scripture in Luke chapter 1 verses 57 through 66. And that part of scripture is dealing with Elizabeth giving birth to John. So as we do and every other episode, we're going to go ahead and start with the scripture and then break it down. So without further ado, Here we go, starting in verse 57. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered, and immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosened, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. So I want to go ahead and start just right off in the beginning in verse 58, where it's talking about the neighbors and relatives and how they had come to rejoice with Zechariah and Elizabeth. And this is actually prophecy because it was it was fulfilling the promise that Gabriel made to Zechariah. And we find that in Luke um, chapter 1, verse 14, where the angel Gabriel said, many will rejoice at his birth. So we see here that the neighbors and relatives were rejoicing, which is actually fulfilling scripture. And um, when I was just researching a little bit about the customs of this time, I found that when it was the time of birth or the time of birth was near at hand, hand. Normally um, neighbors, relatives, friends, and sometimes even like local magician or excuse me, not magicians, magicians, musicians, musicians. Wow, I can't speak today. Musicians, basically the people that play instruments, people. And they would gather near the house. And once the birth was announced, if it was a boy, the People playing the instruments, we'll just go with that name, they broke out into song and congratulations. And if it was a girl, they would just silently go away. Regrettably, they just kind of left it and didn't break out in praise. And this kind of just shows the cultural norm of that time and how special it was to be um, 
a firstborn and to be the firstborn son that so as a boy to open up the womb so that was just a really really big significant um, deal in that time and moving on a little further in verse 59 we see and on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child so it was custom of this time for all the Jews to go on the eighth day to circumcise their child. And basically it was a religious rite. So circumcision was actually required of all of Abraham's descendants. And we see that that all began in the Old Testament. So God basically made a covenant with Abraham. And we see that in Genesis chapter 7. Um, and I'll just read some of those verses to you specifically verses 9 through 14 and it says and God said to Abraham as for you you shall keep my covenant my covenant you and your offspring after you throughout their generations this is my covenant which you shall keep between me you and your offspring after you every male among you shall be circumcised so That was kind of the Old Testament covenant that Abraham made with God. And because of that covenant, Jews, even hundreds of years later, were still following that custom. And so that's why on the eighth day, they would basically have this ceremony to circumcise the child. It kind of, this ceremony kind of reminds me of like child dedication today, where in the churches you like stand in front of the congregation and dedicate your child saying, you know, hey, I dedicate to raise my child um, in a loving Christ-like environment. And so to me, as I was reading a little bit about it, that was kind of like the symbol in circumcision was kind of the parents promising to raise their kids in that certain environment. Um, Moving on a little further, we see this whole dilemma with the name Zachariah. And in verse 59, it says, they would have called him Zachariah after his father, but his mother answered no. And we see that both Zechariah and Elizabeth knew that they were to name their child John because the angel Gabriel specifically told them that they needed to do this. But the individuals around them, they were appalled because they were like, they're like, dude, John is not a name in the family. Like, why aren't we calling them Zacharias? Because in this time frame, it was normal for people to name their kids after a relative or something in the family name. So something like John was just kind of a little out of the ordinary. And then, of course, we see Elizabeth speaking up and saying, no, like we are going to name him John. And obviously Elizabeth had to speak up because Zachariah could not because he was still mute. And in this time frame too, it was kind of out of the ordinary for a woman specifically to be speaking up in this position to kind of stand up and use her voice specifically in such an important event as this, such as naming your child. And so we easily see these relatives and these family and these people here, they're questioning it. They're like, whoa, 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 we better ask Zachariah because who do you as a woman have authority to make this decision to name your child? Like there's no way we want to name this kid John. And so we see in verse 62 that they made signs to the father inquiring what they wanted him to be called. 
And I find this interesting because as I was reading some different commentaries and studying on this, some people believe that Zachariah could have also been um, deaf and mute at the same time. And that's why in this verse they said they had to make signs to Zechariah. Now, not every commentary agreed on this, so I would not like stamp that in stone, but it is probable that Zechariah could also have been mute as well as deaf, and that is why people were making signs to him to say, dude, do you want to name your kid John? Like, what do we want to do here? Um, but we see later on that instead they got him a writing tablet and in this time writing tablets were made of wood and they were just covered in this thick wax. So basically you could just sit and scratch in the wax and it would make a mark and then once you were done writing on it or using it you could just smooth the wax back out. So that was kind of the just writing tablets they had in this time so that was likely what they gave Zachariah. Um, to pronounce to the people that like, hey, dude, I really actually want to name my kid John here. And so we see that Zachariah wrote on this writing tablet, his name is John. And immediately as this happened, his mouth was opened and his tongue was loosened. And the most amazing thing to me is the moment this happened, the first thing out of his mouth was blessings to God, which I feel like if I couldn't have talked for months and months and months, I don't know if the first thing would be necessarily blessings out of God or blessings to God. I think I would have rather be like, whoa, like this is working here. So that was just an interesting um, kind of fact that I found. And we see too that the moment he wrote his name is John on the tablet, his tongue was loosened and Basically, Gabriel asked Zechariah to name his child John, and because of his doubt, he um, became mute. But the moment he kind of fulfills that promise of what Gabriel asked of him, that is the moment it's like, I want to say like, the curse is broken, like in a Disney movie, like dun 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 the curse is broken and all of a sudden Zachariah can talk again. So it was basically Zachariah fulfilling that promise that Gabriel had asked of him and because of that he was no longer mute anymore. And finally we see right at the end that these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea and the hand of the Lord was with him. So we see here that the hand of the Lord was with John. So God was evidently with John. And all of these things were talked about in the hill country of Judea. So it was probably likely that false rumors could be spreading like wildfire here. Because as crazy and miraculous as this happened, I'm sure it led so many people to believe that John could be possibly the Messiah. Obviously, John is not the Messiah. He is just the one preparing the way for the Messiah. But nevertheless, when God miraculously puts this human being into the world, I'm sure it would arise some really big questions. And I want to mention earlier, as I was saying, that the first thing out of Zechariah's mouth was blessings towards God. We see right after this passage, which we will look at tomorrow, he starts prophesying in front of all these people. So he blesses God and then the next stuff out of his mouth is this prophecy that God 
brought to him concerning not only John, but also Jesus. So that's what we are going to be discussing tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for tomorrow's episode to learn more about that. But until then, have a fantastic day and I will see you tomorrow. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.